Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. It's brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors, Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer, with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And good afternoon and welcome into another edition of Tiger Talk. We're live at the Robbins Center in, uh, on the Fort A. State University campus, part of Tiger Club. Certainly glad to have you with us here today. We've got another good program. We're going to talk cross country with Jason McCullough, the Fort A. State head men's and women's cross country coach. They were in Stillwater, Oklahoma over the weekend. Uh, just one more regular season meet before conference. Some soccer with women's soccer coach Tyson John, Jessica Wood Atkins, Fort A. State volleyball, and Chris Brown, Fort A. State football, to join us on the program today. We'd again love to hear from you. You can uh, submit a question if you're listening by going to the Fort A. State Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. All you have to do is click on the fans tab. You'll get a drop-down menu there at the bottom. You'll see Ask the Coach, and if we use your question, chance for you to win a T-shirt. In fact, our T-shirt winner from last week, Steve Lykin, who had an email question for us. So congratulations, and uh, you can be a T-shirt winner as well. Submit your question here for any of the coaches uh, here at Tiger Talk. Again, you can join us live. All you have to do is join Tiger Club. Great way to help the Fort A. State Athletic Department. Uh, your 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 one hundred dollar uh, admission gets goes to scholarships. You get to take advantage of a great meal here every Wednesday. We got a little pre Oktoberfest meal today to get everybody primed up for the weekend. Uh, some German food today. Always some uh, a great meal and a chance to see the program live. Visit with the coaches and everybody else here at Tiger Club. You can contact the Fort A. State Athletic Department for more information on that. All right, let's get right into it. We'll talk some cross-country. Head coach Jason McCullough joining us now, and uh, the Tigers were in Stillwater, Oklahoma, the Cowboy Jamboree, hosted by Oklahoma State on Saturday. The women were the top Division II team. The men were third out of uh, 10 in Division II. It was a big meet, and uh, looks like uh, you had some pretty good performances on Saturday. Yeah, it was a big meet. There were about uh, 27 or so teams there and uh, quite a few Division One teams. So uh, a lot of the athletes up front were all Division One. I. I think in the top 20 on the on the women's side, J.C. Vath was one of three that made the top 20. 
Yes, she finishes 19th out of, I think, 199 in, in, in the women's race. And when you go to these big meets like this, and you do that usually at least once or twice every year, a big meet that has a lot of Division One competition, I'd imagine for your runners it's a big opportunity to, to kind of show, hey, we're, we're pretty good here at Division Two as well. Yeah, it's a it's a big opportunity for them. You know, those teams are, are good. I think Oklahoma State women are third in the nation and the men are second. So they went up against the best of the best and they get to see what it's like to uh, to be up there. And, you know, JC was 19th, which maybe seemed low for her. But when she was a top division two athlete, when she looks at that, she sees that's a real good performance. Let's talk about the women a little bit. Uh, she finished 19th. Um, how did the rest fare? Just uh, how, how do you feel everybody ran in that race? thought we ran well. Um, our, our second runner didn't run quite as well, but we had three freshmen that stepped up were our third, fourth, and fifth runners, and uh, they, they really closed out the scoring for us and uh, packed it up well. So, you know, they did well, especially without our top athlete, Reagan Hodson, held her out this week. Uh, and so to place fourth with those uh, with those athletes uh, without Reagan was was amazing. What was the course like? You know, we talk. I mean, that's the one variable. Every every it's not like track when you have pretty much the same thing every time. Every course is unique. Uh, what was it like down at Stillwater? So Stillwater is probably one of the best courses in the nation. It's they just redid it in 2019. It has a million square foot of sod, Bermuda grass, got 1,200 sprinklers. Uh, turns out the guy that takes care of it is a Fort Hayes State graduate. Really? So I asked him how to get that job. It seems like a real <laughs> nice job to take care of a cross-country course. Um, but it's an extremely nice course. Um, they've held national championships there two out of the last four years, and um, it, it's extremely hilly. So More hilly than yours? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a real hilly course. And uh, I think I wanted to do that so every course after that would seem like cake. It'd be easy compared to Stillwater. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, it was a good showing by the, by, the, by the ladies. Grant Bradley led the men. He finished 26. Talk about his race and, and, and the rest of the guys and how they all fared. Yeah, Grant was 26. He was our top athlete. And then Jarrett Fitzsimmeyer was only eight seconds behind him in 30 seconds. So, uh, again, there was, you know, probably 20 – to 24 athletes in front of him that were either from uh, Texas or Oklahoma State. So <laughs> mostly Division One athletes. Um, I, I thought it was good performances by both of them. They both ran in the 25s for a five-mile run, um, which is real good on that hilly course. We've kind of talked about your schedule. You've had uh, a, a meet, then you're off a week, then you have a meet, then off a week. Yeah, we're kind of getting toward the end. You've got one more at Emporia in, in a couple of weeks, I guess about a, a week and a half. Health-wise, you, you, you're hanging in there, and are you where you'd kind of hope you'd be as, as far as, you know, the maturation of the season for everybody? Yeah, for the most part, um, you know, knock on wood, it's been a fairly healthy season. Uh, you know, Reagan has been out for a couple weeks, but she's running now. Uh, might run her next week, might not, just depends on, you know, how she's feeling. But she's running well now, um, but you just want to be safe and have her healthy for conference because she is one of the top athletes in the conference. And so we want her healthy for that. Um, all, all the other athletes seem like they're, for the most part, fairly healthy. You always have some bruises and just soreness when you're running anywhere from 50 to 100 miles a week. As you know, Gerard, it's, it can be hard on the body. It, it can be. I tell you, it is, it, it is difficult uh, to, to do that each and every week. Now, you're off this week. What are the plans? How do you go about training this week? And then, as we said, uh, in Emporia, the, the Horned Harrier Invitational, a week from, uh, I guess, week from Friday to wrap up your regular season. What's the training like? And, and uh, there's a change as you get further on into the season? Yeah, this allows us to have a two-week cycle when, when we have a meet every other week. So this week's a fairly hard week. We had a hard workout yesterday morning, a long tempo run, and then tomorrow we're going to have some good hill work. 
uh, and some speed work and a good long run this uh, weekend. And then we have one workout next week and, and going to Emporia for a race. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it kind of allows us to cycle through every two weeks because it's hard to have two workouts and a race every week. That kind of wears people down pretty quickly. Talk a little bit. We'll get a bigger preview as this gets closer. But uh, the, the Hornet Harrier Invitational, do you know who's going to be there yet? And uh, just want a little bit about that, that meet coming up. Yeah, I'm not for sure. Obviously, Emporia would be good to face them. Um, there's usually a couple uh, conference foes there. Um, and then some other uh, smaller uh, JUCOs and NAI schools. So it's usually a pretty good performance for us, uh, a good test for us before we get into the conference meet. And as you said, it's not that far away. I mean, you start looking at the calendar, that MIAA meet's going to be here before you know it, and, and it's the time of year just hoping to get everybody running their best and their fastest. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we've had many meets, but it's almost time for conference. So when you said this was our last regular season meet, that kind of kind of got me perked up a little <laughs> bit. I better get going. All right, sounds good. Jason, as always, we appreciate it. Great job down in Stillwater. Um, enjoy the, the weekend off, and uh, we'll get a preview of the Harrier Invitational hosted by Emporia State next week, and uh, go get them. All right, thanks, Gerard. There you go. That's Jason McCalla, the head cross-country coach at Fort Hayes State University, with us here on Tiger Talk, which is brought to you in part today by BTI, your John Deere dealer locations in buckland great ben greensburg hoxie nest city and pratt bti our family in partnership with your family more to come we'll talk some soccer when we return this is tiger talk on the tiger sports network built by pwc Word, sales and service you can depend on call on bti when harvest starts, you need equipment and a dealership you can count on. BTI John Deere is your harvest headquarters with a full line of John Deere equipment, parts inventory, and highly trained service technicians to keep you up and running. They're here for all of your harvest needs. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. End of summer specials at your local Napa Auto Parts store gives out a supply in Hayes. Charge it battery charger $44.99. Seafoam Bugs Be Gone car and truck wash starting at $6.99. Valvoline Premium Blue Motor Oil, one gallon size, $17.99. Seafoam Auto Marine Fleet Motor Treatment, $8.49. And plan ahead with savings on antifreeze. Great savings all month at Gibbs Auto Supply, 13th and Vine in Hayes. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. It's official. One gig fiber internet for Nextech is all-inclusive for just $69 per month. All-inclusive means new internet customers get the fastest speed available, premium router, professional installation, and maintenance, all at no extra cost. This also means no promotions and no gimmicks. This is where we would tell you that this is a limited time offer, but it's not. $69 all-inclusive. Get started at next-tech.com. Tigers are one for one on fourth down this year. They need a yard. 
Watts comes in motion. They play action. Dawson rolls. He's in trouble. He's going to run. He's got the first down. He runs into three Griffins and drives them forward for a gain of two. He gets a first down to the 17. A gutty play by the sophomore quarterback, but it's a first down for the Tigers. Now some of the action from Saturday in St. Joseph. We'll talk more football with head coach Chris Brown as the program rolls along. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're live inside the Robbins Center on the Fort A. State campus, part of Tiger Club, and certainly glad to have you with us here for the program. And a reminder, the Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition invite you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We're going to talk some soccer. We're going to get to Tyson John, head women's coach here in just a little bit, but give you a men's update real quick. They went one and one last week to open GAC play. They beat Newman at home last Thursday, 2-0, and uh, then Saturday lost a 2-0 decision on the road at Southern Nazarene. So they're now 2-5 and five overall, 1-1 one and one of the GAC. On the road, they're back at it tomorrow in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. They'll take on Wachita Baptist. That'll be a 4 o'clock match. And then Saturday afternoon, actually Saturday morning, they'll battle Harding in Searcy, Arkansas. That gets underway at 11 a.m. So Wachita Baptist tomorrow at 4, Harding on Saturday at 11. Both will be on the uh, MIAA network. You can see the links on the four-day state athletic website uh, under the schedule to watch those matches if you're so inclined. We're joined now by women's coach Tyson John. The Tigers one and one last week. They lost their final non-conference match of the season, two to one in Topeka to Washburn, but came back and uh, got a nice win to start conference play in Emporia. Beat the Hornets three to one, and uh, Tyson joins us. I guess some good, some bad. Disappointing to lose to Washburn, but obviously to start conference play, you got a little little uh, revenge, so to speak, against Emporia State. That was a, a good way to, to end the weekend. Just, I guess, your overall thoughts on, on play by your gals here this past weekend. No, I mean, uh, obviously we don't want to lose, but, you know, we went through the entire last regular season uh, not losing a game until Washburn uh, when it actually counted. And so I think that that was just a heavy weight for us last year. And so, like I said, we don't want to lose, but if you're going to lose one, that's the one that you can afford to lose. And they're 7-1 they're and one right now. Um, and so they're a very good team, and we know that. And I think that that probably helped us be a little bit more prepared for Sunday. And we hadn't beat Emporia since September 24th of 2017. And we got that victory at their place on September 24th, 2023. <laughs> How about so, that? Um, nice yeah. symmetry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, for me, I mean, that's that's the result that matters. Um, they ended the year last year, 16 in the country, started out 16 in the country. And so – Last year at this point they were one five and two, and this year they're one four and three, so they're half a game better. But uh, yeah, we put one in their loss column. Well, that was nice, and we'll get to that a little bit. Let's talk about Washburn a little bit. Fell behind in that one, down two nothing in the the first half. Only had five shots uh, in the in the in the match. It was uh, just a you didn't get a lot of good looks, and uh, fell behind early. And that's just not a good combination. No, in the first half I was I was like, who is this team? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I really didn't know what we were doing. I don't know if it was the nerves or what it was, but. It did not look like us, um, but we had a good halftime, you know, talk and looked at everything and said, look, you know, it's, we, we still have 45 minutes and we got to come out here and we got to put in the work. And we were able to find a goal to come back, uh, make it interesting, but it was a foul fest. I mean, everyone just, we don't like them, they don't like us. And, and this, we feel the same way about Emporia, you know, so. Wonder uh, why. Yeah, it's, it's, it was one of those weekends. We knew it was going to be tough. We had four starters out. Jaden Newell, unfortunately, will not return um, toward ATL. So 
that's pretty sad. Uh, her senior year, she may still try to come back. Nate Hepner has been great. Uh, hooked her up with Dr. Pavot in uh, the Kansas City Chiefs camp. So she'll be in surgery next week and back running in four months. No, well, hopefully uh, she she can find a way to to get back on the field. Um, they score three minutes in. You, you did a pretty good job defensively, uh, you know, not limiting their shots. Unfortunately, they 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 obviously got some high quality ones and found a way to find the back of the net. Yeah, we just didn't pick up. A, we didn't track a runner. Um, so we had our outside back. She had two players. And one versus two is never yeah. a good idea. Um, and then yeah, they scored a quality shot uh, later in the half, and then. We also battled back and held them to one shot in the second half. So I was pretty pleased with uh, the way we responded. And you mentioned the goal. Allison Worley found uh, the, the lone goal and assist from Solomon Kelly. Tell us about that one. She's a 5'10 striker that I brought in. She's just scored two goals in two games. Uh, so we're finally getting her going. And, you know, that's exciting for us because she scored the same way in both games. She's tall, long, and she can push that ball out there. And when she gets a hold of it, she can welly it. All right, Emporia, you beat them. Uh, they, of course, had that tie from a week before in Hayes, and, and you kind of flipped the table. You scored three minutes in, uh, a, a nice goal to, to get you on the board, and uh, Montserrat Diaz got, found the back of the net, but it's nice off a corner kick and uh, found a way to, to find it and uh, just felt like that gave you some – gave you that shot in the arm, the momentum, and just played well the rest of the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it was a good – it was a quality corner kick, put it right to, you know, where the dangerous areas are right on top of the six, and – we're not sure if Montserrat was already in the goal when she headed it because <laughs> Riley's the one that made contact with it initially, but uh, we made sure that they got the double assist there and, and they're putting you know their stats up on the board. Um, right now, Hannah Mayers is number one in the conference in goals and overall points. Sully is number two in assists, and we have, I think, three or four in each category in the top ten individually. And so three of those players uh, were out this week, so didn't play either game. And you mentioned uh, Sully. Uh, she had her hand in the second goal by uh, Claire Gaith in, in the 26th minute to put you up 2-0. Yeah, nice little move. Claire cuts the ball in. Uh, Montserrat fakes like she's going to shoot it, lets it run between her legs, and Sully connects with her left foot. And so, yeah, we were really pleased with all the goals. And sometimes, you know, like we talked about when we came up late against Carney, and I was like, mm, not the best goal, but we'll take it. <laughs> um, all four of our goals over the weekend were quality. And then Isabel uh, gave up the the two against uh, Washburn, but uh, bounced back. And, and both both goalkeepers had a pretty good days, but she was she was really good in goal again on Sunday. Yeah, we, we deserved a shutout. Um, <laughs> she deserved a shutout. Uh, basically, the ball got played in on a corner. It was a scrum. People started screaming handball. We stopped. We did not play all the way through the whistle. And if we had done so, we come out three 0 But you, she does a good job. You you get Absolutely. the you get the win, and and, and you know, and, and as we said. You start conference play with a win, and we've talked about it. The MIAA is going to—I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. Every match is going to be so important. Every every point, uh, the rest of the way, and to, to get a, a road win against a quality team to start, it's always uh, a, a good idea. Yeah, it's tough to go and play on the road because our facilities are so nice here, and it's kind of hard to compare <laughs> yeah. to ours. So uh, we'll, we'll be happy to be on uh, our home pitch for the next two weekends. Uh, before we have to go back out on the road. But, yeah, to get a result on the road uh, was a big deal for us. All right, let's talk about the weekend. Uh, Friday, Friday night, 7 o'clock, Northwest Missouri State comes to town. And then Sunday afternoon, uh, Missouri Western, the Griffins will be here for a 2 o'clock match. A little scouting report on the the Bearcats and the Griffins who you'll play this weekend. Yeah, Northwest is very similar to us. Um, They play the same style um, they they like to play. So that's always a good matchup. I'd say the same as like a Washburn. Uh, Missouri Western, it's still tough to tell because they have a new coaching staff and they've had a mixed bag of results. So 
they always are going to be two of the better teams in the conference, and so we know we're in for it. Well, and as you know, and really every time out, you got to come to play. And if you if you do that and play to your capability, you're going to have a chance against whoever you go out there against. Absolutely. All right. Well, congratulations. Good start to conference play. Best of luck this weekend. Again, Friday at 7, Sunday at 2, the Tigers at home for a couple of MIAA matches. Of course, you can watch them online or, better yet, just go on and get out to the FHSU Soccer Stadium to watch the Tigers take on the Bearcats and the Griffins. Tyson, as always, appreciate it. Great job this weekend, and good luck this weekend here at home. Thank you very much. There appreciate you go. it. Yeah, that's Tyson John, head uh, soccer coach for the Fort A. State women, as uh, they'll be back at home this weekend for a couple of matches. Tiger Talk brought to you in part by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more at HayesMed.com backslash orthopedics. We've got more straight ahead. We'll talk volleyball with Jessica Wood Atkins as Tiger Talk continues on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Hello, this is Dr. Christine Fisher letting you know our new Express Clinic on the corner of 13th and Main is now open. At First Care Clinic Express Care, we understand your time is valuable. We are open late on weekdays and all day Saturday for your convenience. Book online and skip the line at firstcareclinic.com. No more waiting rooms. Just you, your health, and our dedicated professionals at the corner of 13th and Main. Put your health first at First Care Clinic Express Care. Now that everybody is back into the full swing of school, sports, and everything in between, our schedules are as busy as ever. Take some time and breathe and let the taco shop do the cooking tonight. The veggie burrito is on special $3.89, beef quesadilla $4.29, and the chicken soft taco is $2.09. The taco shop, 333 West 8th Street. Download the app and order from there and have it delivered. down to the taco shop. If you haven't heard, land is in high demand. Hi, this is Adam Hand, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you have ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. We would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you're interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-2469 or visit whitetailproperties.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Two receivers left, one right, Ed in the throw, across the middle, it's going to be intercepted! The pass is picked off by Benny Williams! The Tampa, Florida junior with his first interception inside the 10-yard line, and the Tigers got to take away before halftime and keep the Griffins off the board. More of the action from Saturday in St. Joe. We'll talk some football with head coach Chris Brown here in just a little bit. But first, we're going to talk some volleyball. Jessica Wood Atkins joins us. Tough week for the Tigers. Been a tough go in conference play so far. 0-3 uh, this past uh, week for Fort Hayes State. Lost at home to number 21 Central Oklahoma last Friday. Lost 3-0 to Pitt State Saturday. Then last night on the road at number 9 uh, Nebraska Kearney lost that one 3 nothing, And, uh, boy, in all those matches, you're, you're there for a while. It just seems like your team just 
can't quite get over the hump. I mean, you're, you're getting close, but it's got to be frustrating, I'm sure, for you and everybody involved. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's frustrating. And I think especially as a coach, when we can see we're in the lead, we're kind of in control a lot of these matches, which means the game plan is working. Um, but, you know, against UCO, uh, they made some adjustments and we did not. Um, and that's, you know, you run into that when you're playing a ranked team and that's, that's the thing that our team has been trying to figure out, you know, like that's the difference between a ranked team and a non-ranked team. Right. Um, but then Pitt, we just let the pressure get to us. I think, you know, hitting those, those tough teams right out the gate, uh, with Washburn and then UCO back to back, uh, we were in control and then we let the pressure get to us. And so, you know, I took that as, well, if the game plan's working, that means I've got to put them in more pressure situations um, and get them used to it. So, but we had one day of practice to get that done. Um, and, and, you know, and I think they did better last night against Carney. Um, we held up to the pressure. They did some really good things. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard to see on paper, but the girls really felt like they made some progress and they feel a little bit better prepared moving forward. Yeah, we'll talk more about that one in just a little bit, but uh, you, you were right there with them, I guess, until you weren't. You go back to that uh, UCO match. I mean, they were, the, I think, the second-best hitting team in the conference coming yes. in, and you held them to a season low. So, I mean, you're you're doing some good things. You, you gave yourself a chance, but as you said, it's just being a way to, to finish that out and finding ways to, to get those wins, and sometimes – you have to get those wins to figure out how to get those wins. Right, right. I think defensively we're doing an incredible job. Um, I'm really pleased with our defense, both our blocking and our defense. Um, it's the offensive piece that um, is a little streaky. Um, and that was one of the frustrating pieces was we needed to make some subs um, last weekend. And the subs that we have are both injured. Um, and so it was like, well, you know, you got to kind of to work with what you got at that moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, our setter, she, she kind of had a, a moment where she just couldn't find an opening. And I go to I, my other setter tore ACL. And so we got to figure out what we're doing in the moment. Um, and so, um, I think defensively we're really holding it up really well. Um, us, offensively, we're still figuring a few things out, but I'm I'm confident that'll be there. And, and you mentioned Pitt. That's got to be the one that, that probably is the most frustrating. I mean, yeah. UCO, I mean, they are what they are. Their ranked teams are very, very good. But that was one I'm sure you felt if you go and play well, you've got a very good chance to come away. And they were all tight matches by and large for the most part, but just just, just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't happen. And it's incredibly frustrating, especially that second set when we're up mm-hmm. 20 to 16 or 20 to 14. I don't remember. And, um, we got to find a way to get Emily the ball, man. Um, she only got nine attempts in three sets, and she's our super senior, you know, and um, we've, we've just got to do a better job of that. Is that just a, a job of uh, awareness or just, you know? what? <laughs> well, it all depends on the pass. Right. Right. And so if the pass is off the net, man, I really wish I had a whiteboard right now. <laughs> um, if the pass is off the net, it limits you to what you can set. And so that's where we're setting to the pins or the antennas. We that high ball to the antennas. If the pass is off the net, those are your options. If the pass is on the net, you can run your middle more. Um, but she's really good at running. It's kind of like a uh, layup. If you were to run a layup approach behind the setter, that is her very best hit. It's almost unstoppable. But the pass has to be on the net for us to do that. And so if the pass passes off the net, we're feeding her in front of the setter to two blockers. Um, and so, yeah, we just have to do a better job of that. 
All right, let's talk about Cardi a little bit. Uh, the scores may not show it, but uh, about halfway through both, all three sets, you either tied or had the lead or, or you were right there and just uh, couldn't couldn't get it done. And, and then you watch Carney, it's like, I mean, they don't just power you to death. I mean, they just they find the gaps in the defense, and they just, they, I mean, they're just they're good for a reason. And, and, yes. and sometimes it's even almost more frustrating with some of the points they get that seem to turn the tide in, in matches every time you play them. Yeah, they're incredibly clean, very very clean. Very good way to put it. Um, and so, I mean, we we're battling out. We had some really really long long um, rallies, and then you know we'd hit one three inches wide, you know, and they just they will keep. The ball in play and they'll keep hammering 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 um but i think we did a nice job i mean emerson Siza is all american and she she eats people alive and we held her to a hundred on her hitting percentage last night we contained her we did a really really nice job of that um i think we did a good job containing both of their outsides again our defense is doing a great job mm-hmm. um but then uh you know their right side who's a transfer from northwest she's really really good she was really hard to hold and she um she scored a lot of points and then there towards the end it was the serving piece they kind of caught us on that had a question from the audience today um asking why uh, you, you switched the defense as well to a 6-2 last night against carney yeah the offense or, I mean, the offense, offense, not defense. Yeah, sorry, the offense yeah yeah um that was to try to open it up to have more hitters so um one of the things that we were seeing our right side claire olson is a really a strong offensive threat um she wasn't blocking as well as she could and sometimes she's just too high like she jumps over people <laughs> And she's got to bring her hands down to the ball. And that's a hard adjustment for an athlete, right? Um, and then Maya Vandrevek, um is doing a really great job blocking. And it's like, well, in a, in a 5-1, one of those is on the bench. Um, and really it would benefit us to have them both there, especially if our pass is off the net like it has been. And we can't run that slide. Um, it benefits us to have hitters on either pin, not just one. Um, and so we opted to do that, and I think it worked. Carney didn't know what to think. You could see the look on their faces at first, like this is not the team we scouted. We don't know what to do with this at first, and uh, it was highly effective. All right. Well, we certainly appreciate the question and invite anyone to, to pass one up, a chance to win a T-shirt if we use your question on the show. All right, let's talk about the weekend. Uh, you're on the road, back on the road at Newman Friday for a 6 o'clock match. Uh, the Jets are winless so far this year, but I'm guessing at this point, I mean, doesn't matter who you play. you got to go out and play. And, yes. and I think for the team, just getting a win to get some confidence would obviously be a big thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, a win goes a long way obviously um but newman uh you know we kind of we like playing newman and we like playing pitt um pitt is one of those they're probably our our biggest rival emotionally uh newman um always they kind of throw the ball around a lot they don't hit as much and so it's more um scrambling um and being able to convert and so um yeah we're looking forward to it they're ready for it they're ready to keep playing not everybody i mean obviously it's been a tough go here to start a conference play everybody hanging in there okay i mean it obviously the it can weigh on on everybody (laughs) it can to coaches but it can to players as well you know i think that weight was pretty heavy after saturday um but we've been talking about how it is still very early in our conference for us you know we see all these teams twice We've only seen a handful of them, and as much as, like, that week could feel like a month, 
the reality is it's not. And we have to check our emotions and we've got to reset and know that we're still early on and we can flip the switch and keep moving. Um, and I think that they, they realize that and they're, they're feeling good about it. Um, knock on wood, our starters are relatively healthy. Our subs, we've got some injuries. And so we're just looking to kind of, um, still play hard and stay healthy. Um, but I think they're moving in the right direction. All right. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate you visiting after a late night last night and uh, good luck in Wichita on, uh, on Friday. Thank you. That's Jessica Wood Atkins, head volleyball coach. Again, that'll be a six o'clock match Friday uh, from uh, Wichita, and you can catch that on the MIAA network. Tiger Talk brought to you in part by the Taco Shop. Whether you're ordering by phone, using their handy app, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery, you've never had it so good. The Taco Shop. They've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. We'll take a break. We'll talk some football. Head coach Chris Brown joins us when we return on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. As a customer-owned cooperative, Midwest Energy members elect their board of directors. Ballots for this year's director election are in the mail and must be completed and returned by October 4th. Election results will be announced at our annual meeting on Monday, October 16th, 10 a.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn in Hayes. We'll give away great door prizes and all Midwest members are invited to attend. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. Hey, Tiger fans, Fort Hayes State University Homecoming is September 28th through the 30th. Come on out for fan favorites like the Tiger Bonfire, Oktoberfest, and the Homecoming Parade. Then cheer on your Tiger football team as they take on Lincoln. You won't want to miss it. Visit FHSUHomecoming.com for updates and a full schedule of events. We'll see you all at Fort Hayes State Homecoming Thursday, September 28th through Saturday, September 30th. Go Tigers! Here in Kansas, we know how to work together to make things better. And here at HazeMed, we share a mission of better health for everyone. When we come together for health screenings, community events, multidisciplinary care, and more, we are always re-envisioning what rural health can do for you. With care that's local, collaborative, and specialized, we're giving you every reason to choose HazeMed. Tigers four, two for three on fourth down. They've got it. End goal at the 80-yard line. Flag on the play. Free play. Dawson steps up to the end zone. Caught. It's a touchdown. Fort Hayes State. Jaden Horace through traffic. Able to haul it in. Now we'll see about the flag, but I believe it's going to be defense number 46. That penalty is declined. The play results in a touchdown. Eight-yard touchdown pass from Jack Dawson to Jaden Horace. His third touchdown of the year, and the Tigers are on the board with 10.02 to go in the game. Yeah, some of the action from Saturday at Spratt Stadium in St. Joe. Tigers, unfortunately, coming up short 28-7. to We're joined now by head football coach Chris Brown. And um, I don't know where to start because – 
Missouri Western's been more of a thorn in the side than Northwest, than Pitt State. I mean, you go down, they've been, for whatever reason, the hardest team, not for you guys just to beat, but to, I mean, just crazy stuff. And you think you see all, thought last time there, two years ago, saw it all. But no, no, you found some different ways to create adversity. That was just a bizarre game. And I thought your guys battled all the way to the end. And, and as bad as it was, if you could have found a way to score that second touchdown, who knows? But it's the long afternoon in St. Joe. It was. I, mean, I thought our kids played really hard. I mean, even though we made all the mistakes that we did make, um, you know, there's – they, they played hard, and they, they kept fighting. They kept battling, and, uh, you know, you just can't start off with a, a pick right away. And then defensively in that situation, we got to cause a field goal. You know, just make them kick a field goal. So now we're just down 3 nothing. And then next possession, we're 3 and out, and we got a punt. They get a punt blocked, and now the ball's on the 1, and that's tough as a defense to hold them in. But we're lucky we were just down 14-0 at half. And, uh, you know, we were able to kind of fight back a little bit here and there, get down into the red zone, and then we'd turn it over. So, we had opportunities to win that game, and even if we were down twenty-one seven, and we were we were driving down. I thought we we were, I, I thought we were still going to win that ball game. Mm-hmm. I just had that feeling in my gut that these kids are going to get it done, and uh, you know we just didn't. We had mistake after mistake after mistake, and it was just you know turnovers. But you know the th- the, the two times we did get them third and long, we both we got two interceptions. Uh, we just couldn't get them third and long enough. They're always third and one, third and two, or, or second and three, second and four. And as a defense, it's just hard to get off the field. It's a strange game in the sense that they came in leading the conference at almost 46 points a game. They were one of the tops in total offense. You held them under 300 yards. Their Three of their touchdowns, I think they drove 41 total yards and then, of course, had the 100-yard pick six. You did a lot of things well, and even on offense. It seemed like you did a lot of things well, but when there was a breakdown or something was bad, it was colossally bad and led to a, you know, like a block field goal, a touchdown, or, or something like that. Yeah, it was. I mean, we moved the ball very well. I thought, you know, after after the first two series, mm-hmm. um, after that, I thought we moved the ball well. We did some good things. We got into the red zone, and you know, and that's where we made some mistakes. And then, you know, we got backed up a few times, and you know, had had a fumble, you know, in that situation, and it just it just kind of put. Put, put a damper on things but you know i'm proud of our kids i mean they still fought they still battle they'll they still try to find ways to win that game and sometimes you try too hard and you start to force some things and i think we you know i feel like we forced a few things and didn't, and didn't get the job done tough day for the offensive line and that's an opportunistic defense they came in leading the conference in sacks i think they're near the top in tackles for loss and you saw that they sacked jack seven seven times and uh, it was tough i know it's a it's a young offensive line and they're still kind of figured it all out and growing up but that was that was a tough test and it made it kind of for a long day for jack in that regard yeah it was i mean getting seven sacks against you that's not fun as a quarterback and you know so you kind of get happy feet and try to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker and you know, you're not quite sitting there making the reads that you need to make. And, you know, it's hard on the quarterback. But, you know, we had a few new guys starting. You know, Kofi started. Uh, Rock started this game as well. So, it's, you know, a couple of new guys just be trying to trying to get that thing solidified and, and get it better. So, hopefully this week we get a few guys back that, uh, that have played for us, you know, you know the last couple of weeks and, and, and help us out. But it's – they're young. They're getting better. A lot of these guys, it's their first time really ever starting. I mean, and, and – they're doing what they can right now. They just got to get better and, and do little things after practice to make sure that they're shirt up and, and protecting, our, protecting our quarterback and give us an opportunity to run the ball because we need to get our run game going. Jack throws the three interceptions, but yet I thought he did some really good things. I thought 
decisions when to run and not to run. He had some big, a big fourth down conversion and thought he made some good decisions on when to tuck it and go. And, and again, he, I thought, played well, but then when he made a bad decision or threw into traffic and they picked it off, it just it was catastrophic. Yeah, it was. And, and I mean, he did some good things in that game. He really did. He knew exactly when he needed to run. He knew when he'd get out of the pocket. He knew when he needed to, you know, dump it out over the middle. And, you know, I think him and Kale hit a, hit a few times on some, on some balls. And, you know, there's some good things he really did in that game, but when he did make a bad choice or a bad decision, it really did cost us. So hopefully learn from that. And I think all of our kids will learn from this game. I mean, yeah, there's a weather delay and the change of the time, and people can make excuses, but I'm not an excuse maker. And, you know, they had the same thing as well. And uh, so we just need to go in there and perform better. But I felt like before the game our kids were excited. And they were fired up. Um, they felt good. But we really didn't have that great a week of practice last week. But uh, – We'll make sure that this week we have a great week. Well, and, and it's an interesting point because after the Northwest game, we heard from you, we heard from the players, it was a great week of practice. And, and, and sometimes I think you do forget about how young this team, and it's not to use it as an excuse, but that's all part of the process. So hopefully now a lesson learned, unfortunately, with a loss. But if you don't practice well, it's hard to play well. Yeah, it's not like we practice bad. Right. right? It just wasn't the same tempo and same energy and – you know, attention to the detail that the kids should have had, you know, through the week. But it wasn't like it was a terrible practice. I mean, we still had some really good practices that week. It just wasn't to the level we needed to be. And, you know, we needed to practice at a championship level if we want to beat these championship teams. And uh, this week, well, yesterday was, was really, really good. They practiced the way we, we expected them to. They focused on the little things that we needed to focus on, and then they made, they made themselves better. So hopefully these next two days um, we do the same thing. Tigers back at home. It's homecoming Saturday night. The Lincoln Blue Tigers come to Lewis Field, and we'll have a preview as we move along. Tiger Talk brought to you today by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Banking, a Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. We'll take a break. Be back with more with head football coach Chris Brown as Tiger Talk continues here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Here in Kansas, we know how to work together to make things better. And here at HazeMed, we share a mission of better health for everyone. When we come together for health screenings, community events, multidisciplinary care, and more, we are always re-envisioning what rural health can do for you. With care that's local, collaborative, and specialized, we're giving you every reason to choose HazeMed. BTI John Deere has what you need for farm projects big and small. Boost your productivity with the John Deere Skid Steer. Whether you're acquiring your first machine or adding to a fleet, there's a Skid Steer that's all in for you. Make a stop at your local BTI to learn more or visit btiequip.com. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Bringard Harris CPAs in Hazen Garden City serve clients of all sizes. Our staff has enjoyed meeting many new clients in recent years. That's right. Our firm is growing because new clients appreciate the level of attention we provide. We work to understand the tax, accounting, and business problems faced by clients, and our experience allows us to find effective and efficient solutions. If you are stressed about tax, accounting, or business problems, come talk to us. Bringard Howard CPAs. We can help. 
we do that. Now that everybody is back into the full swing of school, sports, and everything in between, our schedules are as busy as ever. Take some time and breathe and let the taco shop do the cooking tonight. The veggie burrito is on special $3.89, beef quesadilla $4.29, and the chicken soft taco is $2.09. The taco shop, 333 West 8th Street. Download the app and order from there and have it delivered. Griffins, four minutes to go. Edden from the shotgun, he wants to throw, he's got time, he goes across the middle, it's intercepted by Williams! Mikael Williams at the 40, and Forte State is her second interception! Mikael Williams stepped in front of the pass, and he picked it off his second of the year, his third as a Tiger, and they'll start in Griffin territory. That was a big play. Thought Tigers there got the ball back, a chance to score, make it a one-possession game. But uh, the the pick six taken back 100 yards kind of ended that, and they lose the ball game 21-7. to Mikel played well. He was banged up. He had a couple of guys. Benny Williams had a pick. He he left the game. Mason Perez didn't play in the second half. Obviously, uh, Bryson Smith took that hit late. A- any update on these guys? That was, a, that was a tough physical game. You had some, some guys who were kind of banged up in that one. Now, I hope, you know, we get those guys back, but you just never know with how some of these things, you know, play out. Um, we'll see as the week goes on. I love having Nate Hepner in my corner and Dr. <laughs> Wally and those guys working together to try to get our guys healthy. And, uh, you know, we're never going to put a kid out there and, and hurt him even more. So uh, if if they're good to go and ready to roll, we'll play with them. But if we feel like we're going to hurt him any more, then we've got to hold them out and go with our backups. All right, sounds good. And uh, I guess that's why, I mean, you, you were young to begin with, and, uh, you know, you're going to you're gonna have probably some young guys in some positions. But, as I say, you got to start somewhere in some of those cases. Yeah, you do. And, uh, you know, some of these guys are getting an opportunity to play early, and uh, we are a young team. And I think I looked out there last week, and there was like five freshmen on defense that were that were starting, you know, towards the end of the game. And, that's good for them, and uh, you know they got the reps they needed to get, and they actually did a pretty good job. And we had, we had some young guys on offense step up and play well too. So they got to get the reps, and they got to play at some point. So uh, you know they, they did a good job. Had a question from the audience about uh, backup quarterback Caleb Hebner. Uh, did you consider playing him at all? I mean, what's what's that battle like in the quarterback room? I mean, there's still the battle. Um, just you know, in practice and evaluations and things like that, we just still feel like Jack is is our guy right now, and. Uh, you know, hopefully this week we can get Caleb in and actually see what he does. But it's always scary to when you're trying to win a football game and don't quite know where this young man is yet. How's he going to perform in this situation? Um, it's an stressful situation. It's a stressful situation, and you know we're still trying to win that game. We feel like Jack could have got the job done for us. All right, the Lincoln Blue Tigers come to town. They've had a long losing streak. In some regards, is this a, a dangerous game? Just in the sense. Uh, it's Lincoln, and they have struggled, and they have struggled mightily for your for your guys to, to maybe look past them, take whatever, all those traps that you get for a game like this. Is it, and in some regards, is these, these games more dangerous because of that? These games scare me more than anything, and I know it drives Matt Cook crazy when I say <laughs> things like that, but it, it really, really does, these games. You know, scare the heck out of me because you just don't know how your kids are going to prepare, so you got to make sure that you actually stay on top of them even more a little bit harder on them in practice and then to make sure that they're prepared and that they're ready and they're doing the things they need to do to win this game. And, you know, are they still watching the film? Are they still practicing the same way? Are they, you know, preparing the way they need to prepare, you know, for this game just because it's Lincoln? I, I think they're a pretty good football team. I mean, I still see a lot of athletes on that team that do good things. Um, they're a young football team, but they have some guys with some skill and some speed. And, uh, 
you know, if we're not at our best, I mean, there's always an opportunity to lose a game. Yeah, the, one thing they have a they have a type when it comes to quarterback because they they play three, um, six six and six five, and then the third guy who's a Eastern New Mexico transfer six three. They like these tall, big guys. I mean, they've they've got some some height. They're, they're as big as their basketball team in that quarterback position. Yeah, they are, and they're all very skillful, and they all have very good arms. Um, and they just haven't had a lot of time to sit in the pocket and throw the ball, but when they get out and run, they have the skill set to, to break it at any time. So. Hopefully we can keep them in the pocket. Hopefully we can get some pressure on them and, uh, you know, get some sacks and then force them some errant throws that we can get intercepted and, and you know, kind of put this game away, hopefully. When you look at them, you mentioned their youth, and a lot of it seems to be up front on, on their lines. Is that an area, obviously an area would be nice to, to exploit, but it feels like one of those games if you can establish the front both offensively and defensively. It sets the tone to have some success early in this game. Yeah, but we're young too. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at both sides of it, we have a very young front as well offensively. I'm a little bit more, you know, upperclassmen on defense, but we still got a lot of youth on that side of the ball too. So it's going to be, you know, we and that's why I told our kids we have to dominate the line of scrimmage, and that's what wins any ball game. If you can dominate the line of scrimmage and make things happen, um, you'll win games. But that's where it all starts. I want to ask you about the defense, and it, you lose a game like Saturday, maybe twenty-eight-seven. Thought they played well. I mean, when you look, we mentioned the short fields. Uh, they've been. Pretty solid, really, from from day one, and you had a little more experience, so you so you thought you could be. But uh, those guys have been battling, and you've you've dealt with injuries on that side of the ball. But yet, I think they continue to week in and week out give you guys a chance to be in games and win games. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're doing a good job, and it's just those situations like last week when we had the turnovers, you know, inside the red zone. You want to make them kick field goals, and those are moments when you know, remember when I was Coach Harris and I were playing. We love those moments because we got back on the field, and there was. An opportunity to keep points off the board. We know that team was going to try to, you know, get a touchdown. He's like, we're going to hold this team to a field goal, and that's the mentality we got to start getting to. Is you know, we're not going to let them in the end zone, hold them to a field goal. But they played well, and we just got to keep getting them better, and uh, you know, hopefully get some more turnovers on our side as well. All right, sounds good. It's homecoming. Uh, I mean, obviously, you want to. You'll be a lot of people at the game, hopefully, and uh, Lum's coming back. Obviously, you want to play well for all of them. It's always a, an exciting time. Yeah, it is, and it's also a scary time because there's so much <laughs> going on. So you just. You know, our guys' job is, I said, you got one thing on homecoming, that's to win this ball game. So uh, stay focused on that. But it's good to always have the alumni come back. Um, we've got a great fan base anyway, but it's, it's fun to have those guys back. Hopefully we put on a great performance for them. All right, should be a lot of fun. The Tigers and the Blue Tigers, that'll be a 7 o'clock kick on Saturday at Lewis Field. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, continued good wicket practice and uh, looking forward to the game Saturday night. Yes, sir. Thanks, Gerard. That is head coach Chris Brown of the Fort A. State Tigers. And, again, uh, you can watch the game on the Tigers, uh, Tiger Media Network and the MIAA Network. And, of course, we'll have it on Tiger Radio Mix 103. Still need to remind you, the Fort A. State football invites all Tiger fans to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. That's going to wrap up the program for today. We certainly appreciate you joining us. It's brought to you by the Hayes Bed Orthopedic Institute, Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI, and the Taco Shop. We're back here next Wednesday at 1210 for Tiger Talk. Hope to see you at Lewis Field Saturday night, Fort Hayes State and Lincoln, the Tigers and Blue Tigers. Till then, Gerard Walbrock saying so long.